Hello, I'm glad you joined us online today, tonight, whenever it is. I'm just glad you're here. We're going to look into the heart of a wisdom psalm today. Many psalms share language, concepts, and the concerns of wisdom literature. Wisdom books in the Bible are Job, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Songs. When such similarities pervade a psalm, it's classified as a psalm of wisdom. We'll dive into Psalm 78 today, which is indeed a psalm of wisdom. First of all, I want to talk about fathers and how important they are to families. Fathers and all Christian men are told in 1 Corinthians 16, 13, Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Families and churches thrive when they're filled with men who act manly. Fathers who take their role seriously and have, they have a great deal of impact on their children and they also impact their community in a positive way. Here's an example of fathers at their best, acting like men, protecting their kids in a marvelous way that shows great courage. Let's watch this together. When the SOS went up at a troubled school, who answered the call? A bunch of DADs. Here's CBS's Steve Hartman on the road. Not many good news stories begin in such a bad news way. It happened last month here at Southwood High School in Shreveport, Louisiana. Plagued with violence. Over the course of three days, 23 students arrested for fighting. Massive police response. But strangely, there hasn't been another incident since. Perhaps in part because of this most unusual crisis intervention team. Nobody here has a degree in school counseling. No. no majors in criminal justice. No. No. Your qualifications are? Well, Dad, we decided the best people who can take care of our kids are who? For us. So Michael Lafitte started Dads on Duty. We're out doing what we do for our babies. A group of about 40 Southwood dads who now hang out at the school in shifts. Let's go. Today, any negative energy that enters the building has to run a gauntlet of good parenting. What's going on, buddy? You moving fast. I like that horse. I immediately felt a form of safety. We stopped fighting. People started going to class. How could that be? You ever heard of a look? A look? Dads have the power to do that? Yes. (laughs) Not many people know it, but yes. (laughs) Let's go, let's go. But it's not just the firm stares and stern warnings. Let's make it to class, my son. It's also the dad jokes. (laughs) They just make funny jokes like, oh, hey, your suit is untied, but it's really not untied. (laughs) They hate it. They're so embarrassed by it. (laughs) And it's that perfect mix of tough love and gentle ribbing that dads do so well that has helped transform this school. The school has really just been, like, happy, and you can feel it. Which is why the dads plan to keep coming to Southwood indefinitely. Because not everybody has the father figure figure at home. Or a male, period, in their life. So just to be here makes a big difference. Do you think you stumbled onto something here? Absolutely. 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 Have a good morning. 
they'd like to start chapters of Dads on Duty throughout Louisiana. What's up, baby boy? And hope to eventually take on the country. All right. Without a fight. <laughs> Steve Hartman, on the road, in Shreveport, Louisiana. This is a fantastic example of how fathers who take their role seriously not only bless their children and families, but they also benefit the community. This is a great example of that. They don't need, these dads don't need any special training. They need to be the men God made them to, to be. Men have a built-in protector button. John Piper and Wayne Grudem uncover the truth of mature manhood from their study of Scripture. At the heart of mature masculinity is a sense of benevolent responsibility to lead, protect, provide for, and protect women in ways appropriate to a man's differing relationships. God has called men to lead their families. This gives a tremendous opportunity for generational impact. Fathers should lead their families with a view toward impacting the generations that follow. Here is God's blueprint for impacting generations. God has given us a blueprint for impacting generations in Scripture. He has given us a pattern to follow to help our children learn his truth and follow his ways. Buddy Bauckham says, God has not left us to wander aimlessly in the wilderness as we raise our children. He has given us a blueprint for multi-generational faithfulness. God's plan is seen in the passage we're looking at today, Psalm 78. It's here in verses 5 through 8 of Psalm 78. He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel. He commanded our fathers to teach their children that the next generation might know them. The children yet unborn. He's always looking. God's always looking to the next generation and arise and tell them so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments, and that they should not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation whose heart was not steadfast, whose spirit was not faithful to God. God has built a way into families of impacting generations. The home is where God's truth is designed to be passed from generation to generation. That blueprint is expressed throughout the Bible, but there is one place where it reads like a how-to manual. That place is Deuteronomy 6. Deuteronomy 6, 6 and 7 says, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. 
You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. Bauckham makes this connection. The clearest expression of God's design for teaching his law multi-generationally is seen in the book of Deuteronomy. It, it reads like a how-to manual. Fathers who teach God's word to their children give their children uh, an advantage in life because the Bible says the blessing is in the doing of Scripture. Fathers are instructed to talk about the truth of God's word all the time. And when we're walking by the way, when we're sitting, when we're standing. And when fathers do this, they really put their children in a position where they can be blessed. So Deuteronomy summarizes God's pattern for passing his truth from generation to generation. And fathers are responsible for telling the next generation about God's faithfulness. Psalm 78, 2 through 4 says, I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that have we have heard and known that our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers to teach to their children. We need to teach the law, the the word of God to our children, that the next generation might know them, the children yet unborn, and arise and tell them to their children, so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. A critical task for fathers is to pass down to their children stories of God's faithfulness in the past. It is much more essential than discovering the latest parenting theory or research on it. If we share God's truth, we form a chain, a vital link between the past generation and the next generation. When we do, when we share this, the commandments and the stories, we form this link. There's an effective combination that you find in scripture. Teaching the commandments and telling the stories of God's faithfulness is an important combination that helps children grasp the significance of God's work in their lives. Scripture 
is a combination of commandments and stories. That's what it is. It's made up of both commandments and stories of God's faithfulness that are designed to help people fulfill their purpose for living. So when when you hear, when you read the stories, it gives you a picture of how to live yourself. And 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 they're real life stories. Fathers who use this effective combination will help their children carry faith into the next generation. Fathers who can uncover the significance of the commandments and the stories of God's faithfulness really help their children grasp the implications of God's truth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old. Parables are are like riddles. They aren't immediately understood. They require thought, and they must be deciphered. Deciphering the significance of ancient riddles helps children get grounded in Scripture. And dads need to spend time in the Word of God, a little time every day, so they can understand the truth of God's Word and relay it to their children. When dads reveal the truth of riddles, teach the commandments, and tell the stories of God's faithfulness, it strengthens their children's faith. A combination of commandments and stories will help dads know what to pass on to their children and who can pass it on to their children, their children's children. Fathers are a vital link. Fathers are vital in linking the past generation to the next. Without fathers being a vital link, the vital link, the learning chain will be broken. How will the next generation be aware of the mighty works of God unless they hear from their fathers or or mothers? We will not hide them from their children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might, and the wonders that he has done. Fathers should be the vital link that shares stories of God's faithfulness throughout the generations and stories of his faithfulness to their family as well. God's goal is that the next generation might know them the children yet unborn. God is always thinking about the next generation. How will they know unless their parents tell them? Confession increases credibility. Only by understanding the sin and mistakes of the past generation 
can we avoid repeating the same sin and mistakes? Psalm 78, 8 says, And they should not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation in whose heart was not steadfast, whose spirit was not faithful to God. The Bible is brutally honest about the characters, they, the, the people in the Bible. They, warts and all, they just put it out there. Fathers should be appropriately honest by confessing sin to their children and faithfully telling of God's faithfulness in past generations. God, dads need to push through the embarrassment uh, to be honest and about past sin in the family. One time Thad brought up a time when I was overly harsh correcting him. The Holy Spirit immediately convicted me that I was wrong. Which is an advantage. Christ followers have the Holy Spirit of God living in them. And he he gives us an advantage. So, I said, you're right. I was wrong. Will you forgive me? And he did. I asked him about 10 or 15 years later uh, if he remembered that conversation, and he said he didn't remember it. I bet he would if I hadn't cleared it up. Children are often more aware of our sins than we are, and they feel the brunt of it. Credibility increases when sin is confessed to children because they're already aware of it. They see it in loving color. Dads should be honest about their faults and confess their sin when they need to do so. Dads, when was the last time you admitted you were wrong to your child? They know you're wrong. It will only increase your credibility if you admit you're wrong, confess your sin, and ask for their forgiveness. We should be appropriately honest about the patterns in our family that need to be overcome. We all have patterns that need to be overcome in family life. And we don't need to dishonor our parents or grandparents, but we need to call out the patterns to break the chain of slavery to those patterns. Generational impact is a reason fathers need to deal with their relationships and the dysfunction of their own families of origin so they don't bring trouble into their current family situation. Fathers must deal with their baggage so they don't bring it into their families. John Tyson says this, we are called... With, to deal with the brokenness of the past, understand the blessings we have inherited, and pass on a legacy of healing to our sons. If fathers don't heal 
their hurts from their own family of origin, they will bring it into their own family and create compounding dysfunction. This has motivated me to deal with my relationship with my dad, whose temper scared my siblings and me while we were growing up. One time my sister was visiting when I was in college, and she said, Have you noticed that we talk to dad through mom? And I said, That's right. And then from then on, I started trying to get to know my dad which I, I'm glad I did. He passed away 16 years ago, and I am so glad I got to know who he was. Dads need to be encouraged to deal with their wounds so they can engage their wives and children in a godly way. The past is written so the next generation will not make the same mistakes. An important way to strengthen the resolve of the next generation is to obey yourself faithfully and faithfully tell the mistakes of the past generations and the consequences they endured. You can see it in Scripture Mistakes, consequences. You can tell uh, your own sin and the consequences of it. This will increase faith of the next generation rather than undermining it. In contrast, children grow in faith and confidence as they learn what God has done throughout history for his people. Romans 15:4 For whatever was written in former days and was written for our instruction that through endurance and through the encouragement of scripture we might have hope. The history of Israel was written for our encouragement and in 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 instruction. So we need to We need to read scripture. Dads who fail to pass along the stories of God's faithfulness through the years to their children undermine obedience of the coming generation. Here's the truth. Fathers are responsible for raising their children in the training and instruction of the Lord. Ephesians 5, 4, or 6, 4 says that. Fathers, raise up your children in the training and instruction of the Lord and do not provoke them. Recent discoveries have uncovered how involved fathers bring much value to children, their children and wives. Involved fathers bless their children in many ways, which actually, it, it we should trust Scripture anyway, but it verifies what the Scripture says. They have a strong influence 
Fathers who are involved and healthy have a strong influence on social development. Fathers play differently than mothers. They they have a more rough-and-tumble approach, which help the kids to explore. They're challenged. They rise to the occasion. Fathers who are playful and affectionate with their sons and daughters and engage their children's, uh, the kids are, are more popular in school and among their friends. They, they know how to relate. Dads are more important for langu- language development than moms, which is surprises me. That really surprises me. I could go on, but you see the trend. Dads are crucial. God knew what he was doing in giving fathers the responsibility to lead their families. Of course, he knew what he was doing. He made us to be who we are. We can't be influenced. We can't influence our children without spending quality time with our kids. We must have the stories to tell. We might must take the time to tell the stories of God's faithfulness to us, to God's faithfulness in the history of Israel. I want to share a part of a video by Patrick Bet David. He was he's an entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneur, author, podcaster. He founded the company Valuetainment. He spent the first 10 years in Tehran, Iran, and then his family immigrated to the U.S. Here's a video about this, how much dads, how much time dads typically spend with their kids. Let's watch this together. Even for children with a father present in the home, the average school-age boy only spends about 30 minutes per week with one-on-one conversations with his father. For comparison, the same boy, on average, will spend about 44 hours a week watching television, playing video games, and surfing the Internet. 30 minutes versus 44 hours of video games, TV, and the Internet. Wow. That's an incredible statistic. Fathers who spend quality time with their kids have the opportunity to impact generations in the future. If you haven't followed God until recently, you can turn it around. God will work with you. Dads need to have a vision that raising their children may be the most important legacy they leave behind when they leave the planet. There is a lot at stake in our relationship with our children. Future generations will be impacted by whether our kids make our faith their own and adopt our values. Here's a video of a man, of a, a daughter of a man who got involved in Promise Keepers events and his 
how his example impacted her. Let's watch this. There was a softening that wasn't there before. I remember him uh, just reading his Bible every morning at the kitchen table after he had gone to the event. And uh, again, you know, things at home were so toxic and dark and just to consistently see my father like you know the the phrase of like um kids catch more than they learn you know than you're trying to teach them it's more caught than taught is I think what they say and he wasn't saying okay it's time for me to read my bible now look everybody I'm, I'm making a godly choice he just was very quiet had this little grapefruit and his Bible, and every morning was over there uh, reading it, and that affected me. And then I remember he got involved with my Sunday school class at church. Um, him and like one other dad became like our meet, uh, the main teachers, and I think uh, probably because the third grade class was crazy, so they needed a little strength in there. But all of a sudden, he was just like so much more present where he wasn't before. Dads, we really need to set the example. We need to walk the walk and talk the talk. I intend to show how much fathers matter to their children. This is what I'm trying to do here. They add tremendous value to their children and wives when they stay involved. Good men will be encouraged when they hear the stats I've shared today. In the environment of our culture, dads need to be encouraged to be men, the men they were made to be. Fathers were made to lead, protect, and provide for their families. And when they do, the family flourishes. I want to share Piper and Grudem's quote again. At the heart of mature masculinity is a sense of benevolent responsibility to lead, provide for, and protect women in ways appropriate to a man's differing relationships. And I want to share 1 Corinthians 16 again. Be watchful. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. When dads act like men, their families are blessed. I love the dads on duty, guys. Men being men and blessing their little corner of the world. They don't need to be taught how to act like men. God put it in you. We need to be fathers who are pro active, not reactive. If if we meet the needs of our children, they will more likely listen to our instruction. If we enjoy our kids and let them know that we love them and like them, this will open them up to our instruction and discipline. Ross Campbell says that the first foundation of parenting is nurturing love which must be in place for effective training and discipline. 
Our children need to experience the reality of Scripture in order to develop convictions about it. One way they experience reality is through parents setting the example and giving them experiences to help them experience the truth of Scripture and help to connect the dots between trouble and where they miss the mark. Secondly, seek mentoring from an older, more mature Christian. There is a flow in Scripture from older to younger. The Levites who worked in the temple were required to retire at 50, and then they advised the younger Levites. In Titus, there is a commandment to make a commitment from older and older men and women to teach the younger. If if you seek mentoring from an older, more mature man, you will greatly be helped in your fathering, and your children will be blessed. I know I have gone to mentors. Um, people look ahead of me, and I've been blessed by my mentors. I I'm going to teach dads six sessions in the fall and invite those who are in those sessions to join triads. Um, I plan to set up mentoring triads with more spiritually mature fathers mentoring less mature ones. The teaching sessions will be roughly every other week, and the triads will meet in the off weeks of those sessions. I, I, I think and hope this will be helpful to, to all the fathers. I want to stop and give you some time to think through some next steps to take after hearing this message. Uh, I have some suggestions. You may have others come to mind. As I said, the book of James says, the blessing comes in the doing of Scripture. Here are my suggestions. Start taking responsibility for the discipline and instruction of my children. If you haven't been, start now. It's never too late. Read and understand the Bible so I can pass the truth on to my children. Become a vital link so my kids hear stories of God's faithfulness in the past and his faithfulness in the present to our family as well. Ask God for help to deal with the brokenness of the past. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you so much for the privilege of hearing your word. 
not everybody has the opportunity in the world. And I, I thank you that you have made fathers up for the task that you have designed them to do. And I pray that you would help me and all the fathers listening to lead their families in a godly way. I ask this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.